Hi, I'm Courtney. Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. And I may or may not be wearing pants, but today's guest will never know, and neither will you as a listener. It is 6 a.m. here uh, in St. Louis, Missouri, and our guest today is coming to us from Japan, where it's, what, 11 p.m.? It's 9.15. Oh, it's 9.15? Yeah, we jacked that all the way up. <laughs> but I'm glad to have you here. So today we got Lauren, who is 22 years old. What's your ethnicity, Lauren? I'm Hispanic. Okay. And then you work in, what What are we going to say you work in? I work in Japan. I'm a Japanese-English exchange teacher. Oh, I okay. English, okay. I wanted to say you teach English, but I didn't know if you were there like temporarily or anything like that. So I didn't want to say the wrong shit. And... Um, <laughs> What is your marital status? I'm single. Oh, single and dating, ready to mingle. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and what type of like relationships have you historically been in? Are they monogamous, non-monogamous, or what? I'm a monogamous. Okay, and interested in men or women, or both? Women. Okay, awesome. Well, I didn't mean to say awesome, like, some dude who's like, yeah, that's hot, like, getting excited, you probably see it in my eyes, like, my eyes got big or whatever, um, and what is your condition? Um, I have herpes. Mm-hmm, and you told me before we got on here that you didn't know which type, and that's just because the medical, well, you found out in Japan, is that correct? Yeah, so, I found out in Japan, and just, you know, there's a language barrier, I think, so... A lot of it was even if I had like an interpreter's help, which I did, my, my board of education really helped me out, but they kind of didn't really know what it was, and they were even telling me, they're like, oh, oh, it can be cured, and I was like, oh, so that's the kind of, you know, level of like, you know, misinformation that we have here, so, and they didn't know what type, I don't even know if they really knew what, that there was different types, I'm kind of, um, they say Inaka, so I'm kind of countryside here, so... I don't really know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So when you were, well, first off, how were you diagnosed? Like what was going on to where you went and got tested? Oh, man, this is, this is a crazy story. It's just, you know, um, I, I came to Japan um, engaged. I had a fiance and she came here with me. And, um, you know, just living life, things were really hard. I think adjust, well, you know, the adjustment wasn't too hard, but, you know, there's a lot of challenges that comes to moving abroad and, you know, being in a relationship and we were newly engaged. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But, um, you know, I had a breakout, you know, a genital breakout and it got really bad really fast. And I was really scared because I, I didn't know what it was. And, you know, my fiance said that she was clean and, you know, um, I hadn't been tested since and I was in college probably my junior year. I just graduated, so this is my first year out of college. Um, but I was pretty sure, you know, I didn't have anything. And since she had just gotten out of the military, she's like, oh, no, they test us all the time. Like, I'm clean. And I was like, okay, you know. So um, when it started breaking out, you know, I was really scared. I was looking at pictures on, you know, Google of, you know, STDs of anything. And it didn't look like anything. And I was just like, you know, I checked herpes. I checked all kinds of things. Like, it was just awful and I was in my class I mean my staff room and I was sitting there and I it was it hurt so bad I couldn't sit and I couldn't walk and you know I was really really scared and um so finally I was just like I need to go to the hospital and so I went to like a gynecologist here and in Japan the gynecologist the way it's set up is you sit in a chair 
and you have your feet spread and what they do is like it rotates you up and then to the left and there's this uh like curtain in front of you so your legs are spread and you're just there with this curtain in front of you and it's you're just kind of treated like a piece of meat and i remember when i got up in the chair i just ripped the curtain back because i couldn't deal with like somebody just looking at me you know without yeah. having a face to my body you're like i'm a person yeah, I felt so awkward and so, like, I was already, you know, shaking and scared and upset. And, and it didn't help that when he saw it, he said, wow, you know. And he said it in English, you know, this is a Japanese man, you know, went out of his way to, like, look at my condition, which was, one, I know, really, really terrible. But he said, wow. And I was just, like, I just started bawling. <laughs> I was, like, crying. And my fiancé at the time was just, like, Oh, I'm so like she wasn't allowed in the room. She's like, Do you need me to go back there? It's like, no, no, I was just like crying, it was just terrible. But um they did a swab test. Okay. And it came back negative. Oh. And so yeah, I was really surprised and I was like, Okay, it's not herpes, what is it? I was getting to the point where I was like, It's a flesh eating disease, I don't know, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I got then I got the flu like sy- symptoms probably five days after my breakout and my breakout spread very, very quickly, like you know, it was what do you mean spread? Very, like it covered more area or did it like move it somewhere covered, else? It covered a big area and it changed like, I don't really know how to describe it without being too, you know. There's no too graphic. graphic, I mean. <laughs> okay. It was just, you know, really scabby and like, you know, pus and like it got really swollen and just like, I, I had no idea. And like I said, like I looked at pictures of herpes and anything really and I, like, it didn't look like anything so I was really concerned and you know I was worried about getting you know like a staph infection or something like you know something you know in that area that can easily get infected and so I was like starting to look at tickets home because I was like how are to Tokyo to you know possibly an area with more um with better doctors I guess is a better word or like more educated uh, more knowledgeable doctors on herpes in general exactly like somebody who this was their profession um, but, you know, obviously I couldn't afford that. I just moved here. So I was like, you know, just got a car and all this stuff I was paying off. And, um, anyways, uh, I got the flu like symptoms and I was, you know, I had a really high temperature and like I couldn't cool down. And so it was like four in the morning or three in the morning. And we had a call like my board of education to take me to the emergency room. And the doctors were trying to give me medicine for like, um, a cold and I was like no like look like I'm having other issues and I really need you to look and at that point we were at a better doctor at what I thought was and he refused to check me he refused to look at it and I was like please like I was literally begging him and like my board of education doctor was just like no no like, so you're like please like, please look yeah. at my vagina <laughs> never thought you'd have to beg somebody to do that <laughs> So you were, te- you tested positive, you didn't have your flu-like symptoms right away, it took maybe a week or so for you to get a real diagnosis and for you to begin to treat it? Two weeks. So you had this, you were suffering essentially for two weeks before anybody would give you the treatment that you needed. Yeah. 
And then after that, I was they hospitalized me for five days since I stayed in the hospital. Because at that point, like it was so bad, like I couldn't walk. I could I could walk, but it was really painful and really uncomfortable, and it was like spreading to my thighs. And I don't know if it was just part of like my stress of being in a new country. And you know, um, I just found out my ex wasn't gonna be able to get her her visa, so she was gonna have to be sent home. And so I was about to deal with all of this alone. Um, like actually, she got she went back home the day after I got out of the hospital. So I was still having an outbreak. Like I had an outbreak probably for two more weeks after that. So it was a total of about four or five weeks that I was like dealing with that until I completely cleared up. And then this is like, this is new too. Like you just got to Japan. You were diagnosed when exactly again? Um, In October, early October. Because by the time it cleared up, it was like Halloween. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so you did get to go out and party. (laughs) Barely. I was still dealing with some like anxiety and like really, you know, my I was my ex just left, so I was like so alone and so sad. So had a little bit of a party. (laughs) Okay, okay. Now you're diagnosed and you go through all of that. Just the struggle of getting someone to really treat you, and Mm -hmm. you finally get treated. The herpes goes away. Now what? Like now that you're. The pain is going away, gone. The symptoms are gone, visibly. What's happening now at that point? Well, you know, my relationship starts to fall apart. It was already, you know, on the rocks. But after, you know, after as it was happening, you know, you know, my ex is there, and I'm like, what the, you know, what is this? And I don't understand. And I, I was like, really? Are you sure? Are you sure? And you know, she was telling me, I don't think it's an STD, like, because she's like, I've had something like this before. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. Exactly. That's what I said. So I was like, so you must have had herpes or had something. She's like, no, no, it's not herpes. And then when we found out that that's what it was, you know, she was like, well, you must have gotten it from your ex. And, um, you know, I dated a man in the past, and I dated him for three years, and then I dated her. And so that was kind of like a weird, you know, area to navigate with her because she already didn't believe that I was gay. So, you know, to for her to, like, believe that I got this from a guy was just made it so much worse, and I was like, Ugh. but anyways, um, I reached out to him, and I, because, I, you know, I believed her, and I was, you're probably going to get tired of me hearing, saying this, but I was really, really in love with this girl. I loved her so much, you know, like, I proposed to her, and I was just crazy about her, like, you know, and I wasn't even mad to think that maybe I got it from her, so, like, but she was so persistent that I didn't get it from her, so I ended up asking him. And uh, when I reached out to him at first, you know, he was like, holy shit, like, this is <laughs> this is a lot. Like, uh, okay, and he's like, I'll go get checked. He's like, but just so you know, my current girlfriend has herpes. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's like, but, so he's like, if I have it, I mean, I might not be able to tell, you know, how long mm. or really. And I was like, yeah, I don't know how that works. And... I don't know if you can tell. And like I said, you know, I, the doctors here told me that I got it recently. And I don't know if that's accurate, if you're able to right. tell. Right, So they said, they're like, we think you got it within the past couple weeks. And I was like, okay. And um, anyways, he got tested. And then he let me know a couple weeks later. He's like, I don't have it. He's like, and even though my current girlfriend has it, he's like, I got a blood test. He's like, I promise. I checked everything I did and I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And um, for a little while, I was just really obsessed with this thought of, like, who did I get it from, you know? Like, yeah. where did, you know, I've only been with two people my whole life. I've been with him, and I've been with her. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's just, <laughs> oh, no. it had to be her. And I was like, you know, for me, because our relationship was on the rocks, uh, I was, I saw it as something like, okay, maybe now 
this will be the thing that keeps us together. And I think that that was a little ignorant, but, you know, I was really crazy about her. And, you know, I, like, I was hoping that this was going to fix us. And it just, it didn't because she really, really believed that she didn't give it to me. And, and later on, as we kept talking, then she tells me, she's like, yeah, well, when I had this sort of thing, I got tested and one doctor said I did and one doctor said I didn't. So I believe the doctor that said I didn't. And I was like, you should have gone with the doctor that said you did, you know, like, mm-hmm. at least but, like, Eric, if you're going to be wrong, be wrong on the side of caution, you know, um, <laughs> exactly. and you're not alone first off in thinking or believing that having herpes is what's going to keep you with a significant other. Like I can speak from experience that, you know, a lot of people would either look at it like, or there's two ways, I, well, two of the ways that I know people have viewed it is, oh, okay, well, we both have it, so now we're going to be together, yay. Or we both have it, or and it's like, shit, I'm stuck with this person. Like, I'm not going to be able to find any better. And, I mean, that's awesome that you were on the side of, yay, we're going to stay together forever. But do you think that, <clears throat> I, well, I mean, I'm going to throw my opinion out there. Like, obviously, that's not a good reason to stay with somebody. And because the relationship was on the rocks, like, I would say that if this ended up being the final straw that made you guys break up, do you think that that was a good idea, like a good thing that happened? Well, it wasn't the thing that broke us up exactly. I think we had a lot of other problems, but it was a pretty big factor. And, like, I was really pushing her to get tested because I was like, you know, you're lucky you get to go home because I had to stay here in this program. Like, I can't really break my contract. And um, she was supposed to come back. Like, she had a plane ticket already to come back. And um, because our relationship was just so rocky, she didn't come back. And, like, I was just devastated because you know I was dealing with being in a new country you know having an STD now and my fiance I I, the way I phrase it and I'll probably always say it is she abandoned me here you know we made this plan and this change of life to come here together and then she didn't come back so I was you know I was really devastated that she didn't come back and like I thought that that was going to be my breaking point but I was really just dedicated to keeping us together and um but I just I was dealing with my identity because I've never been single very long like when I broke up with that guy I jumped into a relationship with her within probably a month and I was with him for three years but I mean there was a lot of issues there too because that wasn't my you know that's not my right. sexual orientation I'm lesbian so <laughs> would you say you were like but, you were with him to kind of prove to yourself that you could you you should be with a man or were you just doing that because like that's what you were supposed to do quote unquote because like um he like you know was like my high school sweetheart kind of thing sort of so I just like well well, I think I'm supposed to be with him and I was just I you know didn't yeah I just I just he was kind of like my knight in shining armor like he's who I moved in with when I moved out of my house and like you know I really wanted to move out and you know so I just felt like I was kind of stuck with him so finally when I got the courage to you know after a lot of other things you know like there was a lot of, you know, abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse. So I finally was able to get out of that. And it was really great for me. Um, but, you know, I jumped in with this girl and, man, I was just crazy about her. But our issue is, was just had to do with, you know, trust. And I don't think that she cheated on me. I think it was just that she had it and that I just hadn't caught it for, you know, the almost a year 
that we have been together. Yeah. So, so I mean, and if she was diagnosed and it's like, you have herpes, and then she's like, no, I don't believe it. I'm going to get a second opinion. And the second opinion is, no, I, you don't have herpes. Like, that's what anybody would go with, you know, just depending yeah, on exactly your what character and what type of person you are. Like, it, there's a, I always tell the story of a friend of mine who... Um, she tried to get her ex-boyfriend to get tested so that she could figure out where it came from. And the doctor was like, oh, don't worry about it. If you don't have any physical symptoms, just wear condoms. And so he took that and ran with it. Like, he doesn't know if he has it or doesn't. And then he was told, use condoms. So he very well could have it and go off and have sex with whomever with a clear conscience because the doctor, A, wouldn't test him when he asked for it, and B, informed him that, condom usage is going to keep it from spreading if you do have it so it's just such an interesting like perspective in you know just how we how bad we want to even if we're diagnosed how bad we want to believe that we don't have it or we look for any little glimmer of light or hope that our positive diagnosis was wrong and then we take it and we're just like yes all right that's it not all of us but you know some of us may do that yeah, and I think part of me is a little bit like that, too, because I'm hoping that I'll go home and they'll be like, I'll get tested, you know, by an American doctor, and they'll be like, oh, no, you don't have it. But I'm, I'm kind of concerned because then I'd be like, well, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, like, but, is that, like, I super mean, herpes or what? We don't have a test for this <laughs> one yet? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, after, after she went home and, you know, she didn't come back, you know, I was really, really, really trying to make things work probably up until about... January or about December so we broke up January 1st like officially officially mm -hmm. and um, we were already not together I think at that point like but I was still really hoping that we were going to figure it out but yeah um, I, I was actually the one who ended it even though I feel like she was the one I'm not sure <laughs> just like <laughs> I guess the way I'm thinking about it is that like I was I feel like it was a big you know, achievement for me because I was really holding on to her because, you know, I felt, you know, unlovable and I felt like, you know, all these feelings that I think, you know, you hear about people, you know, feeling when they find out they have herpes and I really felt those things and I was really, you know, latching onto this person because I was like, you know, this is the only girl that's going to love me and, you know, and like how hard break that off. Yeah. It's like, how hard is it going to be to find somebody else who has herpes? When that's yeah. so common though and now that I I've gotten to a point where I've become open about it I personally see just how common it is just in um, people reaching out about the podcast or reaching out about resources available in their area or just local groups support groups or people who want to come out and tell a friend or a potential partner uh, when I became open about this podcast a lot of my personal a lot of my closest friends in real life reached out to me like oh you know I have dot 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 or I know someone with dot 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 and it's just crazy to see like in hindsight I spent six years almost just thinking that it was just me or yeah. thinking like that this was something so rare that I wouldn't find anyone, A, who also had it, or B, who would be okay with the fact that I had it. And it just goes back to, well, one of the biggest takeaways from your story just now um, is I 
I'm glad that we did this because we just did this like all of a sudden. We didn't have the conversation that I normally have way ahead of time and be able to get the thought process down. But I think that <clears throat> important takeaway here from your story is like you being able to, first off, let me ask you this. Is this your first time talking about this openly with anyone? Is it my first time talking about this? Yeah, like as openly as you have been. No, Okay, because you're I've, very comfortable I've, with it. I've, I've told some, uh, uh, quite a lot of people, um, mostly, mostly because I think being in Japan, I don't really have like social interaction. So when I meet other people who are on this program, and like, they're really nice to me, and especially while I was dealing with what I was dealing with, like I went on a trip probably like the weekend after I had my, my it was finally cleared up, and the girl that I went on the trip with, we just happened to meet up, we we're both interested in this event, and we just ended up going, and we hadn't met before. And I totally word vomited like everything, and I was crying, and it was a mess, and I just told her everything, and I just, she was really nice, but yeah. you know, that kind of, almost everybody that I've talked to here, I think, uh, four or five other people in this program know, my mom, my dad, my sisters know. Um, and I've actually, you know, you were just saying, talk, talking to people who, you know, you're potentially want to date. Um, I wasn't actively searching for anybody because, you know, I just got out of a relationship, but I kind of found a couple girls who were interested in me and I told them and I, <laughs> I was reading something about her. He's like, how to come out to people about it. And like one of the tips that I got was like, tell them after two weeks, like let them know you and then tell them after two weeks. And since I'm long distance and I'm talking to, you know, girls in America, it's, you know, you have time to get to know each other and you don't right away have that like, you know, feeling of just like, man, I'm really digging you and I want to take that on a physical level, you know? So we had a lot of time, but I would really shorten that from two weeks to about two days, three days. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, I don't know if I was trying to scare them, but I was like, uh, so actually a couple girls I was trying to scare, but like, cause I wasn't interested and I'm not really good with saying no or like, okay, go away. <laughs> They're like, uh, I have herpes, go away. And then like, <laughs> when you want to use it that way, cause a few other people talked to me about that on the podcast and it doesn't always work. They're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That doesn't yeah, scare me. I like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and people just think like. It's never going to work for the person I'm actually interested in. Like, when I tell them I have herpes, they're going to run for the hills. But someone I'm yeah. not interested in, they're always like, oh, we can make this work. Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, actually, everybody that I've told has been so understanding. And, like, you know, they've been really supportive. And, like, you know, they would say, like, oh, yeah, that's a risk I want to take or something. And even if we didn't, like, continue talking after that um, because of other reasons, like, if everybody that I've told has been so understanding and so kind yeah and look at this guy oh my god we look at this <laughs> the only reason he's only reason he's quiet is because I'm rubbing his head otherwise he'd just be meowing at me for whatever reason oh my <laughs> gosh but um, so with the more you've told people the better you got at it would you say that like <laughs> practice makes perfect or <laughs> experience put you in a position to be more comfortable with talking about it and in talking about it like it's not a big deal <laughs> um well I, I feel like it's still a big deal and um especially because you know the job profession that i want to go into when i go back home like might feel a certain way about me having an std that i'm kind of nervous about you know navigating that mm -hmm. so i think it is a big deal in that sense but you know when it comes to relationships with people um, it's got it's gotten better, and I think 
because, you know, when I was first telling people, I was really emotional, and I was just like, I was still with my ex, and I was still trying to work things out, and like, you know, these people that I was talking to, mostly it was just concerned about, you know, that, about my relationship, that they didn't think that she was a good person for me, or that they were like, you know, she's really, you know, manipulative, or something, or emotionally yeah. abusive, and, you know, that's mostly what we talked about, and that's kind of what the conversation led to, um, but everybody that I talked to was just like, yeah, you know, I'm so sorry, or like, you know, that's terrible, or like, and I have a friend who has herpes or something like that, or, yeah. you know, so people have been really kind, and the only kind of negative, kind of weird moment I had was the first time I had somebody over at my house, just a friend, um, after I found out I had herpes, and I told them, and I guess she worked in a hospital before, so she was just trying to, like, you know, cover her bases, and uh, she, like, you know, she brought a separate fork and a plate and, you know, cup and, you know, didn't want to use my bathroom and that was okay and I understood that but that was the first, you know, time that I had anybody, you know, that my, I felt like a, that was like a change, you know, that that's not something that would ever happen to somebody who doesn't have herpes, you know, so that was the first like, oh, like, I kind of feel like Gross. I'd be more offended. I'd be more offended that she thinks I don't wash my dishes or clean my bathroom than anything else. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And then if she if she works in the medical profession, then you would think that she understood that that's that's not how this works. (laughs) Right. Right. But uh, that's that's really awesome. I'm very happy that you were able to get out of the abusive relationships for sure. And be able to just like go on and would you say you're happier now than you were beforehand? Oh wow, definitely. Like so I was listening to the podcast that you did, I think the the last two, and the one she said that her piece was the best thing that had happened to her. And I remember like thinking when I heard that I was like, Wow, like I honestly thought that recently that I, I was thinking that. And I think it kind of, you know, combines with like I think that Japan's one of the best things that happened to me because it's been like the hardest time of my life when I found out that I had herpes like um before we started the interview where you were talking about you know people who you know were possibly feeling suicidal and after they found out and like that's definitely the level that I was at and I was felt really alone and you know like my my ex had left and you know my family's not here I'm really close to my family you know my family's been really supportive and like helpful but like you know when I told them that I had it you know some of my family was just like um they were they were understanding but they were also just like there's only so much support I think I could get being so far apart you know and like my family's not a really like touchy-feely kind of people like you don't hug kiss cheeks or nothing and like being in Japan where nobody hugs each other like all I wanted was just a hug you know and I was just like I just felt really really alone and like you know I um I was doing a lot of self-harm, sorry, I'm going to try not to get emotional, because, I mean, I've processed this, but, like, there's still times, you know, where I feel, you know, really, like, I don't like my skin, and, like, um, because I'm not on any medication while I'm here, I do feel like I I get, like, you know, breakouts on my lips still, like, pretty, like, a lot, and so I, it's been kind of hard managing that, and so, like, sometimes I go through those moments where I'm just like, oh, I just, oh, I wish I didn't have this, but, but before, you know, I was... I was really, really bad, you know, I was drinking a lot, and I was, you know, um, self-harming, and having just a lot of time adjusting, and then, you know, January 1st, I know everybody says, new year, new me, and everyone's just like, shut up, it's still you, (laughs) (laughs) but really, for me, this year, like, has been a drastic, drastic change for Mm -hmm. me, like, 
I exercise almost every single day and just recently I get up at like 6 a.m. and I run a mile every day and like you know I, I exercise I run and you know I'm starting to cook my own food because I came to Japan and my, my fiance cooked every day which was great you know but I, I didn't know how to cook so yeah uh, look I at you how to cook. learning new skills incorporating good yeah. habits <laughs> yeah and so it's been it's been really really good and like you know before I was really depressed and I wasn't getting anything done and like what did I do today I, today I updated my resume for when I go back home and you know so it's just like those little things I'm just getting knocked off my list and I just feel it's still a work in progress but I'm definitely much happier and I'm very happy that I've had the support that I've had yeah that's good, and I'm so proud of you, seriously, for being in a place all by yourself and dealing with what you've dealt with, you know, and I just in hearing you talk, like, for someone who's newly diagnosed, um, I think that this is going to be very beneficial to someone like that to find out and be going through it, whatever it is that they're going through, and then be able to hear your perspective of on things, because not only did you have to deal with the diagnosis and a new country while you got like your life's just getting started and then bam herpes it's like what am i gonna do now and when you say self-harm are we talking like just drinking behaviors or like are we talking like physical harm well um you know i was drinking a lot and um just kind of being reckless and uh, i was cutting myself and you know um it kind of it sucks because i i feel like i'm gonna have scars you know, I, I do have scars from this, you know, this trip here, like, um, I'm getting a tattoo while I'm here, and I'm, I'm gonna get, like, some of them covered up and stuff, but really, it's, uh, it's just, um, I was, you know, um, cutting myself, and so, it just, it took, I'm not sure when I stopped, but I was telling my sister recently, because she sent me this thing on Facebook with this really motivational speech, and the guy said, what follows I am follows you, and um, I thought it was really moving, and I was like, I realized that I kind of started like conditioning myself to love myself more. Um, around October, when I was journaling, and you know, I was just so sad, and I don't know when I well, when I started or why I started, but at the end of my journal, I just started to say, "I love you, Lauren." And I was like writing this like love letters to myself that I loved myself, and really like it started to you know change, and I did I just progressively stopped cutting myself, and like I haven't cut myself at all this year, so it's been really good for me, and I'm like really happy. I mean. I still drink wine here and there and <laughs> no one's gonna but, stop drinking wine <laughs> yeah but you know i'm not drinking to fall asleep you know and i'm not you know not trashed every single weekend or something by myself you know it's not even like i'm going out and partying you know i'm just on the weekends just by myself <laughs> and my house my cat just <laughs> super turned up yeah <laughs> um but you know it's been a lot better and i'm, I'm really happy and exercising has really helped me too like kind of that extra stress, like getting rid of that and keeping busy. Like I've definitely been fostering a lot of like my hobbies here, um, yeah. like, you know, reading and writing and drawing, just, just, I bought a ukulele, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you, I mean, just beginning to love yourself and yeah. pick up some new hobbies and just, you got lost, you're getting lost in yourself. So after a relationship ended, you spent a lot of time with yourself. You dove yeah, down that I had, never, I had never been single so I this is the first time that like I was ever single and so I was just like who am I and I was like well am I am I just herpes like this is what I have and now I had to enter the world the real world with just this giant like I am herpes and this is what I am and like I was like I yeah. hated that and I was and I just realized like really that's not a really big part of me and when I was talking you know to these girls and I 
you know, some of them um, knew me from the past or some I just met, you know, and they were really nice to me, like, and they got to know me, and, like, even after I told them, they were just like, oh, you know, that's not a deterrent, or, like, that really doesn't bother me, or, you know, we could just practice safe sex, like, it's fine, and, um, or, like, you know, they were educated about it more than I was, because I think part of me was even afraid of looking things up, because I was like, I think when I found out, I was just like, I can't even kiss my kids, like, you know, I want to be a loving parent, like, I can't kiss my own kids, you know, and I was just, like, freaking out, and so I just kind of stopped looking stuff up, but, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of encouraged me that I should be more educated, and that, you know, you know, people are really kind, and I'm not defined by by this, and, you know, I think her face has been the best thing that's happened to me, as well as being in Japan, and, you know, having this such bad experience that I did here, and, like, really makes me feel bad that, like, you know, Japan's sex education um, is, at least in this area, is not as great as, like, you know, in, in America, and, like, I'm really happy to be going back home, and, like, be able to get on medication to help my breakouts and stuff and find those resources that I just don't have here and that I feel like a lot of Japanese people don't have. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I feel like you left us with a lot to take away from, but is there anything that you that I haven't asked you that you want to be sure to leave with the listeners? Well, I would just say I think that you should encourage your partner to get tested because I think it's um, I think I wouldn't want to feel like I gave somebody something that they already had it. So, like, the girls that I'm talking to, um, you know, I, I, I'm i not really eager to get into another relationship because, you know, I'm thinking about doing this job that might take me, you know, overseas or whatever. And um, <clears throat> I tell them, you know, like, if I if we're together and we're intimate, you know, like, and I, I you know, I give you herpes or something, like, I don't want you to feel like you're stuck with me and like I think it's really important for people to be educated and mature enough to handle the possibility of that as well as you know and not feel like you're forced to be with that person and like be mature enough to know that like this is a risk that I'm taking and to really have those conversations with your partners about like you know do I really want to do this you know should we really do this and you know like what does this mean about us and what if we don't work out like am I willing to live with this just in case you know like and I think that those conversations are important to have, and I'm really glad that I've had those conversations. And, like, you know, some people were like, you know, okay, no. And some people were like, you know, really, it doesn't matter. Like, if you give it to me, then, you know, you're not stuck with me, you know. So it's like, I don't know, I think that's a really important conversation to have with somebody. And it's okay to think long-term, but, like, somebody who, you know, just wants to be sexually active and not in a relationship, and that's just something to consider to really try to do and, like, have those conversations. Got it. So even though we're positive, it's also important for us to, you know, not just settle on the fact that our potential partner is okay with us having herpes. It's important for us to know what their sexual health is and for them to get tested as well or just, I mean, I don't want to say be up to date on their STD testing, but uh, for them to just be aware, like if we have herpes, you know, ask them when they were tested or uh, see, make sure that they specifically ask for tested for STD testing because we're the educators, the people who are living with herpes. We're the ones who are the educators. We're informed. We have our experiences to go off of, whereas the stigma uh, and I mean, even your doctor who first diagnosed you, who hit you with the wow, you know, these yeah. are the these are the people who are being heard, like their opinions and 
uh, lack of experience is what is fueling the stigma on top of us really being quiet about, you know, having herpes and what herpes is because we're the ones who know. And for us to allow the stigma to dictate how we feel and what we believe about ourselves is it's it, it, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't help anyone who is newly diagnosed. So I thank you for coming on to the show, especially so soon after your diagnosis and um, for sharing with as many people as you have and just being being more so, man, I don't want to say 100% open just because of your profession, which is also bullshit, by the way. Like, if you can't do this particular job because of herpes, then I hope that you're able to find something better. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy that I think this is a really great show, and I'm, like, going to send this to my sister and to my (laughs) Talking to you, and, yeah. Send it to really everybody, to please. Send it to everybody. Make sure you tell them to leave a review, uh, just of because course. that that's really helpful with uh, like the websites promoting it and helping other people find it who may need it or not know that this is an available resource out there for them. So I appreciate that as well. Of course. All right, you can go ahead and uh, say bye to the listeners. That's so hippie of you. (laughs) I know. I love it, though. I love it. All right, y'all. This concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. And for those of you who, well, that one person who might have just been wondering, okay, is he actually wearing pants? Yes, I'm wearing pants. Lauren, am I wearing pants? Yes, you are. Uh, So that answers that question. I can be found on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Reddit at H on my chest. On Facebook, I'm just my real name. It's Courtney Brame. I have the Something Positive logo as my cover photo. Please, 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 if you like this episode, subscribe to the podcast, like it, rate it, review it, share it, share it in your community, share it with uh, anyone who you want to inform about sexual health. Uh, We're going to keep doing this. I mean, as long as people are willing to talk to me, I'm going to always have content for you guys. So if you know someone who is interested in speaking with me or someone who would be a good guest to have on the show, maybe to reach out to, uh, please send them my way or you can send me their way. I don't have a problem with uh, (laughs) messaging people by recommendation, but due to the content of the show, it's tough to message people and, you know, get Facebook ads and Instagram follows just because people don't necessarily want that association with the show because they may think that you have herpes or that the person who follows me or I follow has herpes. I can tell you now, more of the people who follow me are people who uh, either don't know they have herpes or don't have herpes or an STD for that matter. This is just an informative, useful tool um, that's evolving into something that is going to be a sex education tool to say the least and just a real good gateway for anyone who's newly diagnosed to be able to come on to the or listen to the show and snap out of that dark place faster and be connected to the resources and tools that they need um, in order to cope with their diagnosis to get back into dating to get the the medical uh, facts or treatments that are out there so uh, like I said, just rate, review the podcast. I can be reached on all the social media sites at H on my chest. And if you have any questions or anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Till next time, stay positive. I feel like I need to say that differently. That was real. Stay positive. Cheesy. <laughs>